Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from Expedition Bigfoot. You're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's hysteria! You know, I usually start the episodes with that, um, the, the semi-scripted intro. Oh, it doesn't sound scripted at all. Oh, you don't think so, even though I repeat myself, <laughs> repeat myself, um, I'm you know, kidding. letter for letter, word for word every time. So, hey, we're going off the hook for this one, Mike. We're already off the rails. That's a great sign, right? So, uh, the, the whole episode is going to be off the hook, oh, off gosh, the rails. I agree. I agree. It's going to be pretty darn good. But some hey, good topic, some good subject matter. Oh my gosh, that's some awesome subject matter. Some creepy good subject matter that we're looking forward to diving into. That is for certain. But hey, let's get the formalities all the way. My name is Patrick Koffenberg. I am the host, and you know where you are. This is the Paranomaly Zone. I am joined, as always, by my co-host with the ghosts, the host himself, I should say. He's truly the host himself, the paranormal <laughs> poster boy, the soon-to-be member of the Nerve Ablation Society, <laughs> Mr. Michael Carbno. How you doing, buddy? It's good to see you. Thanks for joining yeah. me again. It's going to be a good night. Absolutely. Oh, it'll be good. We'll be positive. Oh, it'll be good. As best bit. we can. You sounded, you sounded a wee bit Irish right there. It's like, oh, oh it's, it's because we got a wee bit of an Irish uh, topic for this evening. I think, yeah, there's no doubt about that. There's no way around it. It's, it's, it's a lot it's of Celtic and wonderful, wondrous things. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it'll, it'll be good. And it, it won't, it shan't be the leprechaun. It shan't be anything little like that. The little people. The little <laughs> the little leprechauns. No, we're not going to be talking about little leprechauns. Just a wee little leprechaun. No, we're talking about something uh, far creepier than that. We're talking about the uh, the Irish legend of the banshee. Mike and or uh, the she hag herself, oh the banshee. Gosh. You know, if there, <laughs> if there's anything, I mean, I I find myself saying this quite often during every episode, it seems. But this topic truly does kind of creep me out. If there's it does. if there's legitimacy behind this, which you know, longtime <laughs> listeners know, we are open minded to all of this as being very real, very legit. Man. I grew up hearing the story of the banshee. That's right. We're going to dive into that in a couple minutes. I can't wait yeah. to hear that. You mentioned that before we started recording. But yeah, when you think about the idea of what the banshee is, the you know the notion of what lies, you know what what it means to encounter a banshee, it's it's not not fun really. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I I don't hesitate in, in saying that I get I get a wee bit of chills going up and down me spine when I think about the banshee. So. Uh, we brought this up originally earlier in this week because, believe it or not, I, I had found 
a story about an alleged banshee that haunts the badlands of South Dakota. Right. And that was creepy. I have never heard of that, Mike. I I have no problems in confessing my ignorance to that one. I had never heard of it. Had you? No, even with me being a a Nodak and not a Sodak, but I am a Nodak. Mm -hmm. um, And I'm familiar with the Badlands, but I uh, never heard that story. Now, briefly, uh, before we dive into the meat of the episode here and and do a deep dive into all things Banshee, simply speaking, it's, it's a paranormal entity that is essentially a harbinger of doom. Uh, it's in the form of a female. And it goes beyond doom. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's death. Right. It's death. <laughs> it's, it's death. Um, and quite frankly, if you've ever heard of the uh, phrase scream like a banshee, well, there's reasons behind that. There's yes. Great reasons. The horrifying wail, the terrifying scream, the terrifying shriek of a banshee is enough to give me nightmares in itself. But uh, we're going to dive into all of that. But Mike, I want to hear your story because that you kind of took me off guard there right before we started recording. You said, "Wait a minute, I have a family story about a banshee encounter." I, yeah, and and it, it's very to me. It's a, it's a banshee. I mean, I this is a story that I grew up with from when I was very little. I mean, you know, like people know that uh, I've uh, been in the paranormal situation and business for many decades your whole life basically and many generations yeah well there's a reason there i just i don't call you the paranormal poster boy for nothing that's right i'm still gonna make a poster about that i know (laughs) it was right by my you are the podcast you are the co-host with the ghosts so it's uh there's meaning behind that mike now there is it's interesting and it's interesting that you say that you know i think it's a banshee so when you say that my initial reaction is, oh, so it's a story that, like, when you first heard upon it, and maybe even a few times after you heard it, you never really put the two together. I, I didn't. And my great grandmother, um, who was was uh, very Irish, English Irish, um, my uh, my grandfather's mother on my dad's side, um, uh, she just didn't use the word banshee, but. I will tell the story and you can kind of decipher from there and okay, sure. Uh, you know, put out your own opinion. Well, so I'm not going to, so you're saying I have to try and decipher what you are saying. Like I won't be able to understand no. you or you mean in, interpret no. it. That's kind yeah. of, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Steve, my brother, when you are listening to this, if I have any of this wrong, um, let me know. But I think, I think this is how I heard the story. You may remember it more than I do if, but uh, let me know anyway. So my grandmother and my grandfather, my father's parents, when they first got married, uh, they were going to have their, well, not when they first got married, but when they're going to have their first child, um, which they did, they lived in a cabin and uh, this was in Canada and uh, um, their child, just a young baby. uh, And my great grandmother, my grandfather's mother, she would, you know, visit a lot and she would be with them. And um, one time the child, the baby, young child, not old enough to sit up yet. Um, now, who, how, how would this young child relate to you? Can you, well, it would be my, that one out? it would have, would, it would have been my, my, my aunt, I guess. Oh, sure. Sure. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, because um, I think it was a little girl. But anyway, um, there was, uh, I can't remember who it was. It my I think it was my grandmother. I'm trying to remember the story from way back. Okay. So, right. She, uh, she had seen an old woman sitting on the banister of the stairs going up the stairs. It's like a railing or whatever. Yeah. And laughing like just this maniacal laughing, this old haggy lady. Oh God. And it was up there where the baby was. And uh, when my grandmother had told my great grandmother what had happened, my great grandmother said that baby is not going to live for very long. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. And the baby did die. Wait a minute. Holy sh Okay. Holy shit. So Mike. to me, <laughs> I think the banshee Holy cow. was a harbinger of the death of my aunt. And no one else saw this entity or what you ever not, not that I know you of. want to not that I know of. describe it. That gave me chills, Mike. I've never heard yeah. that before. You've never told me that before. Okay, I thought I may have. I, why wouldn't I have? I mean, that's an awesome story. I mean, not for my oh, family or my aunt, but you know, maybe um, you know, maybe you did, but you know, maybe I maybe I've forgotten. But yeah, man, that was I don't know. That but, seemed um, weird to me. But with the heritage of my family and of my great grandmother, um, I'm sure she would have thought right away that it was a banshee. Sure, sure. I, you know, I would imagine, and uh, and my great grandmother said that, or I guess from what she. Um, took from that is that it was a banshee that was the, you know, harbinger of the death of my, my aunt. That's terrifying. As as a young, young child. <laughs> do you, do you, I'm kind of putting you on the spot. I, I know. Um, do you remember any uh, physical descriptions that were passed on down? I, I think it was, she just said it was an old woman, Hagee woman. Hmm. Um, just, yeah. And laughing, like not a nice laugh. It was like a, Maniacal. Just a crazy, maniacal, you know, witch laughter type thing. And it was sitting on the railing. Yeah, yeah. Good That's the God. way I remember the story growing up. I, you know, it'd be interesting to know, like, how <clears throat> how, how large this this thing was, you know, or because that's something that, that is interesting about these encounters is that there, there's a huge, there's a very... Uh, there's a variety, a range of sizes that some mm. people who claim to encounter these banshees. Some of them say they're as small as three feet. Some of them say they're as large as nearly ten feet tall. Really? So that's that's interesting and terrifying. <laughs> well, this must have been a, a, a wee banshee that Ooh. was small enough to fit on the on the railing on the banister railings. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good <laughs> God. Okay, that's. That's that's nightmare material, Mike. Wrapped her legs around the newel post. No, oh, no, and that <laughs> you know, if 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 <laughs> even if this didn't happen, it's still a tragedy that that poor baby passed away. Obviously. Oh yeah, well yeah, and you know, and my grandmother that told that story that I, um, that it was just, uh, you know, it's coming from a first person that actually had witnessed this happen. Yeah, you know. I, my grandmother would not have, you know, carried this with her and told the story like decades, many, many decades after this, that her child passed away. Yeah. But, man, uh, man. Yeah. you know, especially if there, 
you know, I, I don't know. Maybe there, I'm sure there are several, you know, wicked, wicked grandparents out there. And great, great. <laughs> oh, you wicked, <laughs> wicked thing. You wicked, wicked man, you or woman, whatever. <laughs> you know, who, who just, who, their sheer enjoyment out of life is like terrifying their grandchildren. <laughs> you well, know? you know, actually, you know, before they go to a house and have to start wailing, they they uh, they punch a time card like everybody, and they're just carrying their little lunchbox, yeah, and they sure. that's yeah, they got their little list of houses they got to go to. <laughs> it's a job for them. They don't they don't. Okay, you know, it's not like they're it's nine to five enjoying it. Okay, yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. Well, they would well. rather be they would rather be have have their own uh, a television series called Bewitched or something. Oh, okay, you know, the, oh, I don't yeah. know, be a banshee, the Golden Girls, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Well, thank you very much for sharing that, Mike. That was something. And if if you had actually shared that with me before, I I apologize for forgetting. Are you okay? I must not have cuz yeah, I know I'm I feel a sneeze coming oh. on. I'm just trying to time it between a sniffle, okay. uh, muting my mic and actually sneezing. I look like you're holding your breath and you're in pain and I was like, yeah, no. my eyes started watering and everything and and it, a trickle of snot coming out of my nose. As our as our Patreon listeners already know uh, from our last episode on Wednesday, Mike's eye is... <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Blew out some blood vessels somehow. <laughs> I don't... I, oh, my gosh, Mike. I, I You know that I'm not laughing at you. Well, you I'm not laughing yeah, at your Yeah, that's okay. Expense. You can laugh. I laugh at you all the time. I know, I know you do. And if, <laughs> if, if my eye looked like yours looks right now, you'd be laughing your balls off. Yeah. At me right now too. yeah. It's, I got, I, I, I have to describe it to our listeners. It's okay. When I first saw Mike on Wednesday, when, when we were recording the Patreon episode, uh, our commentary and breakdown episode, number three, the new, the exclusive series for Patreon, by the way. Um, I thought that Mike, was cross-eyed. I thought he was making himself go cross-eyed, and I didn't know if he was trying to make me laugh. I didn't want to say anything. He had his, his scully kind of pulled down a little bit over his eye. Yeah, I was trying to <laughs> disguise myself a little bit. But he's got he something happened. He his the inner. I, I suppose that's your left eye. Your the inner corner yeah. of your eye is literally as red. As red can be. And yeah, it's a it's a beautiful maroon crimson. So it looks like you have the <laughs> largest, you know, uh, yeah, pupils in the planet. Yeah, from the from the iris of <laughs> the my iris, eye, yeah, yeah, all the way to the corner is like it's just, it's just blood. Yep. <laughs> so, <laughs> and this has only happened like what? I think this is the fourth time in my entire life this has happened. Man, man, and it's nothing serious. It doesn't hurt. There's no pain. No, no, not um, at all. like I said on the Patreon, I was thinking, you know, like before when it happened, I was thinking my blood pressure right. being so high that I, you know, I battled that for a long time, <laughs> but my blood pressure is perfect right now and has been and that's awesome. since my last med change. That's awesome. So it's not that it's just, uh, I don't know, maybe it's age. <laughs> You're getting close to 60. <laughs> We're going to start blowing your vessels out of your eyeballs. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I won't take a screenshot of Mike and share it to the world right now. It's 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 yesterday. It's enjoyable, though. Um, <laughs> yesterday, we went to Fargo to um, get Mary's check and everything. And then Good we Lord, went out for lunch. Say get married. And, and I was like, whoa, you got oh. married. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we uh, I took a close up picture of my eye. And she was sitting across the table from me. We were waiting for her food. And I said, Mary, look at this. And I, on my camera, on my phone, it was just all you could see on the screen is my 
bloody eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like that. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, especially, especially, you know, right before dinner time or wherever the hell. You yeah, are. it's all fun. Of course it is. Of course. I didn't ruin her BLT for her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Man alive. Um, well, Mike, uh, I have to get the necessary evils out of the way here. Speaking, we do. Speaking of Patreon, though, man alive, that our Patreon page is just growing and growing. Uh, damn near 200 exclusive posts up on there right now. Yeah, for, now we just need people to watch the stuff and well, listen sure. to it. Exactly, exactly, man. And you know what? It's, it's without patting ourselves on the back too much, it is really high quality content on there. It's well, it, there's a lot of fun stuff on there. Oh, I mean, man. a lot of great conversation, a lot of great topics, you know, some deep diving into some stuff and, and fun. I mean, it's, and, it's well worth it. And you know, it's exclusive content that we don't release anywhere where else. If you enjoy the podcast, um, try out our Patreon page for as little as a dollar a month and you'll have full access to um, the entire alternate podcast archives I'm slowly but surely putting all those episodes up there because they have been mm -hmm. removed um, from all other listening, streaming devices, services, what have you, and they are available only on our Patreon page. And we, as I mentioned earlier, we do have exclusive series that we record solely for Patreon. Like I mentioned earlier, our commentary and breakdown episodes of Paranormal Programming. Last Wednesday we did Ghost Hunters Season 2, Episode 19, the Saint one Augustine, of the best episodes. Oh, one of the best one. The Saint Augustine Lighthouse. That was an awesome episode. We had a great time re uh, talking about that one as well. Uh, we have plans to record future episodes exclusively for Patreon of our Sick and Twisted episodes, as well as our the Horror series. That's horror series, uh, mm -hmm. series that seemed to have been pretty damn popular when they were on available on the ultra podcast. Yeah, we got to catch up stream. on some of the things that we used to do that uh, people really enjoyed. Absolutely, man. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And we have video exclusive episodes. If you want to see our lovely faces, you can do that. All of our celebrity interviews are available exclusively on the Patreon page, including video episodes of our chats, our interviews with the latest one with Bryce Johnson and Ronnie LeBlanc from Expedition Bigfoot. We've got a couple of awesome interviews lined up for the next month and a half. This month, this, this month, month is, yeah, 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 absolutely. Got the 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 one and only the the stormy. Well, don't say anything because stormy weather. Yes, stormy. Uh, nope. Only our patrons know who the we stormy shall be. weather that stop that it. comes with Would this. Would you stop, Mike? Just stop. Don't even give this out hints. Topic that we're going to be covering. No, stop. that wasn't even a hint. Okay, it wasn't a hint. Okay, it wasn't a hint at all. Anyways, <laughs> um, that was. Putting out some kind of a an adjective. Okay, sure. Gotcha. 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 See, Good not, Lord, Patrick. No, chill. No, no, I'm not going to chill. I'm going to hear about this for the next week. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I laughs> anyway, just, go ahead. I could probably edit that all out, but I won't. That's it's. Well, oh, you could. It's fun for our listeners to listen to you and me banter back and forth, like <laughs> yell at each other. I lost my train of thought, though, man. But we got so much stuff available. Oh, there we go. Our exclusive, our own personal ghost hunting videos, our ghost hunting escapades, our personally captured EVPs, our audio anomalies, which, by the way, we are recording right after tonight's episode, another Patreon-exclusive episode where I threw it together. I had to earlier today, Mike. Bunched together several of our, well, dare I say, paranormal proof That's audio right. clips of our own that we're going to be sharing and talking about and breaking down 
on the Patreon exclusive episode immediately following this one. But anyways, I'm going on way too far. Try it out for as little as $1 <laughs> a month. No obligations. No obligations. Uh, again, if you enjoy the Paranomaly Zone, I'm pretty damn sure you're going to love the Patreon page as well. So we'd love to see you there. Thanks. Oh, man. That's a necessary evil, Mike. It is. I hate doing no. it, but it's a necessary evil. That was so much, I don't even know where we're going after that. Yeah. The, oh, the Banshee. The Banshee. Oh. That's right. Woofta. I know. I feel like I have to take a breather here. God damn. All right. One, two, three. Deep breath. You okay, Mike? You all you right over there? You ready to go? I am. Okay. okay. I'm, just... I'm perusing my area. Oh. Well, I hope that's that sounded <clears throat> kind of private. Well, can't you wait till the episode's <laughs> over with? Holy cow. All right. Anyways, let's go on the Banshee. The Banshee, modern Irish. The modern Irish meaning of a Banshee, Mike, is that of a fairy woman, a woman of the fairy mound, female spirit, essentially, in Irish folklore. And as we mentioned earlier, this spirit heralds the death of a family member. And that's, how does that line up with your story? Good. Yeah, absolutely. God. Again, usually by wailing, shrieking, or keening. Now, I don't think that your story involves shrieking or screaming, yeah. but just that cackling yeah. laugh. Just right? that that really nasty laughing. Yeah. And before I forget, keening, K E E N I N G, is a traditional form of vocal lament for the dead mm. in Gaelic Celtic tradition. So you can just mm. imagine just, you know, that melancholy. Yeah, you know, a very mournful, mournful wailing. Uh, the name is connected to the mythologically important tumuli, or quote-unquote mounds, that dot the Irish countryside. Now, descriptions, as I mentioned earlier today, they vary uh, greatly, and it's interesting that they, they differ between uh, regions. Regional accounts of a banshee, the, the physical descriptions vary uh, from region to region, mm -hmm. apparently, so that's interesting. Some accounts of her standing unnaturally tall, but the majority of tales describe her height as and her status as that of short, anywhere between one foot tall to four feet mm. tall. Wow, I've never heard that before about the that shortness. So it is about the little people. So that what, you know that lines up with with the you know with the 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 fairy woman description. Right. Yeah. That's really interesting. That, that, that adds to the creepiness too. <laughs> I don't know why this, you know, the idea of encountering a, just this little one to two to three foot tall being. So you are know, you saying little people aren't human and they're scary? Well, look at me. I mean, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm short enough <clears throat> as it is, right? <clears throat> the exceptional shortness of a banshee often goes alongside the description of her as being an old woman. Now that's, that's again, Adding to yes. the creepiness. Can you imagine being out in the woods by yourself, Mike, and you hear mm -hmm. this melancholy lament sound, you know, th this lamenting wail, you know, and mm. and you, the closer and closer this wailing gets to you, all of a sudden appearing out of the darkness is this three-foot-tall old woman, you know, just wailing mm. and shrieking. I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, it makes me it makes me again think of my grandmother witnessing this old hag sitting on the the banister of the mm -hmm. you know and anyway. Hmm. No, I don't that's that's to me that's absolutely terrifying. 
Now, in O'Brien's Irish English Dictionary, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to sound like that. O'Brien. Where's O'Brien's Irish English Dictionary? Now, the entry for a banshee goes as such. I'm going to skip a couple of things here because, frankly, I can't pronounce them. Uh, <laughs> the she fairies or woman fairies, credulously supposed by the common people to be so affected to certain families that they are here's to sing mournful lamentations about their houses by night, so around their houses at night, whenever any of the family labors under a sickness, which is to end by death. But no families which are not of an ancient and noble stock are believed to be honored with this fairy privilege. That's interesting. So families not thought to be of ancient or, or of noble stock are believed to be honored with this fairy tradition. No families, I should say. So they have to be kind of coming from the you know, the, the noble line, the noble ancestry, you know, then they are to be, they're the ones who are, it almost makes it sound like they're blessed to be, you know, experiencing these lamentations of the, of, of the banshee. That's, yeah. that's really, really interesting. You'd think it'd be the other way around, wouldn't you? Yeah. I, you know, and I did read in that one spot where it said, uh, um, if there is, uh, somebody that is of great nobility or greatness, or a holy person, then they can actually be visited by a group of banshees. That's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, let me... So, but I, I guess if you're mediocre nobility or, or you know, a holy person with a with a bad streak, you can get one. Very very interesting. You never know. Sometimes a banshee assumes the form of a sweet singing virgin of the family of of the family who died young and has been given the mission by the invisible powers to become the harbinger of coming doom, doom to her mortal kindred. Or she may, she may be seen at night as a shrouded woman crouched beneath the trees, lamenting with veiled face or flying past in the moonlight, crying bitterly. Ooh. <laughs> flying. So they, they have been known to have been, been kind of, they have been like, Eyewitnesses have reported them to be taking flight. That's yeah, moving at uh, extreme speeds. <clears throat> the cry I of this, did, uh... the bitter cry of the spirit, is mournful beyond all other sounds on earth, and betokens certain death to some member of the family. Again, yeah, we're we've mentioned that already, but. That's to me. That's just pure terrifying, Mike. I don't know how I would it's react. It's extremely terrifying. I, 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 it's hard to wrap your mind around that. Wrap your head around that idea. The idea of a harbinger of death in the first place is something that is. What would be the reason behind that? I mean, think about that for a second. If is that in any way a good thing? A harbinger of death, Mike. I think well, Mike, Mike, are you being attacked by your dog or something? What the hell is happening right now? Well, yeah, I I had some. <laughs> oh dang it, dog! Leave that alone. Okay, I'm good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it. Uh, it can kind of give you a heads up on funeral plans. I... <laughs> <laughs> um. That's true. That's true. Making sure that you have you have the finances, the proper finances to move forth with such things. Uh, well, and then I don't know, but do we do any of us want to know when we're going to die, even if it's just like 
a short time or if it's like in the next few days. Or if you know of, of a family member who's going to be taken, you know, right. that, that's, that's the thing. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at it in, in any sort of positive manner. I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't see, well, especially just the, the fear of it. I mean, the fright, um, you know, if you're sitting in your house next to a warm fireplace and just relaxing and all of a sudden you hear this wailing out in your front yard. Oh God. And, you know, and if you're, if you've been raised in this culture where you hear that, you automatically think, Oh my God, somebody's going to die. Is it going to be me? You know, sure. Mm -hmm. It's just, there's just too many negatives and fear that goes along with it. I, I just can't imagine being anything sure positive. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You know, and that just the notion itself of being aware of your own, I mean, we're all aware of our own mortality, but having a time, time frame on our own mortality, like, okay, you know, you have such and such, you've encountered a banshee. And so within two weeks, you're going to be dead. That affects every thought that goes through your mind, let alone every decision you make and every, every action you take that absolutely affects the the most minute seemingly minute meaningless thoughts that go through your through your brain you know so in some ways that could maybe lead to causing your own death because of every oh, decision yeah. you are making you're making a decision to avoid death but in some roundabout way you're actually hastening yeah, the ultimate it can't outcome help. you know it, it can't help that is another another um i guess not not description but interpretation of of the appearance of a banshee is not necessarily as a harbinger of death but the cause of death itself mm. I, I read about one encounter earlier today of a man who claimed who have encountered a banshee and within two weeks later he had passed away and so the debate raged between family members, you know, people who were who believed in this concept, you know, well, was this a harbinger? Was, was this a predictor of the future or did it somehow cause this man's death? Mm. Did, did the man live in such utter fear for the next two weeks that he had a heart attack? <laughs> you know? Well, I'm sure that's probably happened. Um, sure. I mean, mm. one, why not? I mean, it, I don't, I, I don't know. Mike. Now there is, there is, um, an interesting article here that I found from mysteriousuniverse.org. It's a cool, cool website, by the way, if you're not familiar with it. And this, in, this article, it's quite long, so I won't bore everybody to death with by reading all of it, but it does have some descriptions of alleged encounters with banshees. So I thought we maybe we'd dive into a couple of these this one, it's funny, the first one I read right here, described as a filthy old hag. Mm. Yeah. The word banshee comes from the old Irish benside, baint side, meaning, rough, meaning roughly fairy woman, woman of the fairy mound, which you said earlier today. So you ready to hear some of these kind of ghostly tales of encounters with banshees, Mike? Yes, I am. I I'm intrigued. Are you intrigued? You're not falling asleep yet, like every oh, listener out absolutely there. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, that reminds me. I do it, Mike. I yes. do have some alleged audio of encounters with 
a banshee. Uh, particularly, it's funny that you that you said that the one that that uh, the tragic story basically that you shared about your family, the one was laughing maniacally. Mm-hmm. Um, did it sound anything like? Yeah. Or yeah. Or did it sound? <laughs> it or, could possibly have been. Or was it more like? Uh, <laughs> is that something? Yeah, more like that. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> okay. All right. That I mean that's that's eerie. That's eerie. As long um, but the thing is though, I thought your story was for certain going to include the terrifying shriek or the terrifying. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> wow. Well, I have a couple of them. Okay, the first, the first, the first one is is just terrifying. But this one again, it sounds sounds fairly similar. Ow! Was that something like what they heard? You're getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. All right. So I, I'm just making sure. But man, that let's just let's just get to the this is this is laid out there, Mike. This, according to what you told me before we started recording, this is actual audio. Of that flipping banshee straddling the railings. <laughs> it's I don't know if it was the straddling that caused this, but it was <laughs> it was pretty pretty unbelievable. Melted the varnish right off that banister. <laughs> well, I guess I might as well do it. So <laughs> I, in case, I have that to play, was it. I have to play it a couple more times um, just so people make sure they can get a, a good, good listen of this and see if they can kind of compare it to any other, uh, well, any other noises the body may make at one time or another. But uh, you, If you're a banshee. If you're a banshee and you <laughs> peek around the corner and you see this little witchy old hag squatting and looking at you and, my God, all you hear is... It, <laughs> Uh, run for your lives. That's all I can say is run absolutely for your lives. <laughs> oh, hush. Yeah. Anyways, well, along hmm. with, uh, <laughs> along we shall go. Okay. Yes. Or uh, I don't know why I'm looking at my phone right now because that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the mysterious universe article right there on my big old laptop screen. All right, let's get to some of these encounters. Um, yeah, I am ready. I'm trying to find the description, the particulars here. As it says here, some tales depicted, as I mentioned earlier, a filthy old hag. Uh, others claim to have encountered a banshee that has taken the form of a young maiden of exceptional beauty. That's a that's interesting, very interesting itself. That's kind of... Hmm, that's almost like it's trying to fool you almost. I yeah, oh, yeah, it could very well be. Because I'm not getting a good vibe from the Banshee, Mike. I mean, if listeners, I'm our listeners are so smart. If we're totally going down the wrong path, let us know. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe there are, maybe they are more well known to be, you know, to take form of except, exceptional beauty, you know, and something that's more pleasing to the eye, more seductive, so to speak. Yeah, let us know. Others have claimed that it takes on a more animalistic or even monstrous form with the head of a bird or a hare. Hmm. This is a, oh, it's a, strange that there's so many varieties of right uh, from one extreme to the other. Well, like I said, you know, because all the physical descriptions they they vary from region to region, right? You know, and, right. You know, area to area, country to country. It's you know, it's like their own takes on them almost. Which is take that as you will. 
um, you know, every country has its own history, has its own mythology, has its own, you know, tall tale, so to speak. I'm not saying this is a tall tale, but, um, well, here we go. This first description, it was written down simply as this. An eyewitness described it as a woman of no earthly type with a queer-shaped, gleaming face. You can tell how old that is because that, that word is not acceptable. Um, what, what word isn't acceptable? The, the Q. The Q word. The Q. No, that started with the Q. I must have broke up. Oh, uh, I got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gleaming face, a mass of red hair, and eyes that would have been beautiful but for their expression, which was hellish. She had on a green hood after the fashion of an Irish peasant. That's kind of interesting. Again, clothing, eye color, and hair differ on basically what region these accounts uh, take place, as does the size. As I mentioned earlier, it can range from one to eight feet tall, if not taller. And again, when it's one foot tall, that... I think of fairies, Mike. That's, you know, so there's the connection right there. Excuse me. Are you okay, Mike? Uh, yeah, I I just muted my mic because a train was going by. I'm sure that was... Oh, uh, I didn't I didn't hear it at all, actually. Okay, it was getting louder. Oh, well, oh good job. I didn't hear it at all. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, one a popular account was mentioned in a book called The True Irish Ghost Stories. And this supposedly occurred back in early 1900s when a member of a family in Cork told of how her esteemed family had been plagued by a banshee. And she wrote down as such. My mother, when a young girl, was standing, looking out of the window in their house at Black Rock near Cork. She suddenly saw a white figure standing on a bridge, which was easily visible from their house. The figure waved her arms towards the house, and my mother heard the bitter wailing of the banshee. It lasted some seconds, and then the figure disappeared. Interesting. Next morning, my grandfather was walking us as usual into the or was walking as usual into the city of Cork, where he accidentally fell ill or fell, hit his head against the curbstone, and never recovered consciousness. Hmm. I don't like that. Again, pure harbinger right there. My God. Yeah. Now, what would yeah. it be? It, what? And could uh, could also be coincidental. But could, well, it could very well be coincidental. <laughs> but when it disappears, you know, <laughs> some yeah comes out of nowhere on the you know comes out of you know, materializes out of nowhere on a bridge. You know, what is it about? You know, waving arms towards the house is that simply to get to get the attention of hmm. said person? I mean, what well. What what are your thoughts on that of the well, waving yeah, the know, arms? Um, yeah, could be an attention getter, a or a, a, um, it could be a, an exclamation mark to the wailing. It's like you know, kind of mm, mm. making it uh, more intense. Sure. Because if somebody peeks out the window, uh, it'd be one thing to hear the wailing, which would be bad enough. But if you see some freaky looking thing waving their arms and wailing. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be be a little bit more weird and and creepy. Yeah, I'm trying to maybe it's trying to beckon them out of the house to come out. Maybe it has. Out. Maybe does that somehow conjure up more energy doing such a 
such a thing. Yeah. Like you said, maybe it mm. makes it easier for them to break the veil through yes. us. So, so us. Or it could be uh, directing a plane that's landing. It could be. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, know, you, you never know. It, it, even though this was the early 1900s, it could have been. You never know. Ah, you never yeah. Know. Not sure if where Orville and Wilbur Wright were at this time. Maybe they're the reasons behind all these Banshee stories. That's in March 1900. This is another story here. So 122 years ago, if my math serves me correctly, my mother was very ill. And one evening, the nurse and I were with her arranging her bed. We suddenly heard the most extraordinary wailing, which seemed to come in waves round and under her bed. Oh, my God. Terrifying. Mm. Naturally, we looked everywhere to try and find the cause, but in vain. The nurse and I looked at one another, but made no remark as my mother did not seem to hear it. My sister was downstairs sitting with my father. She had heard it and thought something terrible had happened to her little boy, who was in the bed upstairs. She rushed up and found him sleeping quietly. My father did not hear it. In the house next door, they heard it and ran downstairs thinking something had happened to the servant. But the latter at once said to them, Did you hear the banshee? Mrs. P must be dying. Very interesting. Hmm. So they heard that from inside the house. Inside the house, under and around the bed. Yeah. Okay, so that's one thing that I was wondering about my family story. But not everyone, uh, I'm sorry for interrupting, Mike, but not everyone in the house heard it. Right, okay. That's interesting. I mean, the the ones around the bed, obviously, the mother and the nurse heard it. I was always under the impression that the... That the banshee is outside the house and and yeah. wailing outside. Yeah. But like, if my family story is a banshee being in the room there, um, on the banister, and now this, you know, is another story where something was heard under the bed or around the bed mm-hmm. of this this person. I mean, so yeah, that's interesting. It, it doesn't have to be outside. Like I was wondering. I I thought that before. I. That's interesting, though. You know, the neighbors heard it. But again, um, who's to say that the sound wasn't somehow coming from outside, but just how they were interpreting it, it seemed like it was coming from in the house. It could be. Uh, No one is to say. But they heard it and they didn't see anything. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Now, another account comes from 1894, and it concerns an odd experience of a boy at a boarding school. It goes as such. A few years a few years ago, a curious incident occurred in a public school in connection with the belief in the banshee. One of the boys happening to become ill was at one's place in a room by himself where he used to sit all day. On one occasion, as he was being visited by the doctor, he suddenly started up from his seat and affirmed that he had heard somebody crying. The doctor, of course, who could hear or see nothing, came to the conclusion that the illness had slightly affected the boy's brain. However, the boy, who appeared quite sensible, still persisted that he heard someone crying and furthermore said, It is the banshee, as I have heard it before. The following morning, the headmaster received a telegram saying that the boy's brother had been accidentally shot dead. Hmm. Wow. That's, that's spooky. And that... How many times do, does stuff like this happen, Mike, that... And, and through no fault of theirs, through no fault of any sensibly, sensibly thinking doctor, that is merely pushed, pushed, pushed aside as, 
ah, you're imagining things, or you're you're sick, and well, so your 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 mind is playing tricks on you. You know the your lack of oxygen to the brain right now, boy. You know mm-hmm. it's, it's affecting your 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 thoughts, your ability to hear and speak, and any number of things. How many times has that happened through the course yep. of history? <laughs> it's got to be yeah more often than what you could what you could imagine. Countless, mm-hmm. countless times. Well, I could read a couple more, I suppose, unless you're bored bored to death already, Mike. Are you bored to death? No, I am not. Oh. I am not easily bored. <laughs> oh, okay. That gives me confidence then. Thank you <laughs> yeah, very much. There, I thought it would. <laughs> well, I'm trying then. I'm trying my damn best here, okay? <clears throat> All right, here's another uh, alleged account. This is actually one that was posted on Reddit. And it was posted by... The child re- relating the story that her their mother had experienced, a terrifying experience to her. And here it goes. Some people believe in banshees, and only some families get them. I live in Ireland. My mother comes from a very old Irish family with written history going back centuries. They get visited by paranormal spirits in numerous ways. One of these is a banshee. She had heard about them like when her uncle died and her father was visited that night. It first visited her after she got married. In the middle of the night, it started wailing at the top of the stairs. Here's another one that's inside the house. Hmm. Started wailing at the top of the stairs at her bedroom. My father got up and noticed the bedroom door ajar. He went out to the stairs and caught a glimpse of it before it disappeared and then the wailing stopped. Before morning, she got a phone call that her father had died. Hmm. I believe it has appeared twice more over the years. The last time in January this year, as she walked her dog, a howl came from nearby. She knew what it was and ran back home. Our very close friend and our neighbor dropped dead, dropped dead suddenly the next morning. Good Lord. This, hmm. this writer is pretty blunt here. Dropped dead suddenly the next morning. Most people don't believe, and it seems people don't get these death warnings anymore. Well... I don't I don't believe that they don't uh, get them anymore. I think they're getting them all the time. Yeah. Especially in the old country, I bet they're getting them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of these encounters, I mean, I'm basically, they're all creepy and terrifying. I highly encourage everyone to go to this article at mysteryuniverse.org. Bizarre encounters with real banshees. There's some great stories there. Uh, go check them out because I don't want to share too many more right now well i'm gonna stop right now actually yeah and and hearing those stories i mean it 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 really for me puts my family story kind of in that that, right in that category i love that i mean i that sounds terrible i don't love (laughs) it because but how fascinating is that mike that is just it's creepy eerie but yet fascinating Mm. i don't want to encounter a banshee no (laughs) sorry um you hear that banshees Stay away, damn you. <laughs> well, I, I don't even want to see one if it's standing out in front of my neighbor's house. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what are you saying about your neighbors? Well, come on now. What are you saying? Oh, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nothing negative. Well, Mike, before we get to one last take, because we have an awesome Patreon episode we need to get to here. Final thoughts on Banshees and Harbingers of Doom portends to death, Mike. And I can't, I'm just, it's hard for me to just wrap my head around the point 
of letting someone know that either you or in the case of the Banshee, a family member is going to die unexpectedly, essentially unexpectedly. I know that not necessarily everything has to have a deep meaning behind it, but I wish it did. Right. I wish it did. Sure. What would? What is the reason, if true, what is the reason behind a Banshee and its foretelling of death? And your thoughts, Mike. I mean, uh. off the cuff, deep discussion, that's what we're all about, and I'm putting you on the spot yet again. Uh, it's uh, it's it's difficult. I don't know. It's uh, uh, it's something that's built out of uh, legend, and then maybe it maybe it started out as legend, and it uh, was believed in so much that in in this in the old country where it came from that it 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 was just it just became real. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, it's like, are you, are you maybe perhaps great fear? Are you maybe perhaps suggesting that this is sort of the form of like a, or another form of an egregore of like sure. something that is created, manifested by the power of the mind. Yeah. Stories could have been told for how many generations or centuries back. And that, I mean, how old, how and stories that are believed in so much that it, that we're actually manifesting something into reality. It could be. Okay, hmm. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but I but no, I, I, but I did. <laughs> no, no, I. You know, that's a possibility, or it's just something that maybe possibly has it's been around as long as there has been, you know, spirits in general, and it's just a um, a specialized spirit that has its own duty that it has to do and it's mm -hmm. only uh, uh it's not um but the thing is is it it's like it's it's such a cultural thing that uh, you know do we have it here only in a different form that we don't right. associate it with as a banshee right you know mm -hmm. um i don't know i think there's something to it i mean and i believe my grandmother when she told the story of this old hag that uh yeah you know, and it took my great grandmother to interpret it as maybe because she probably grew up, you know, knowing the story of the banshee and my my grandmother, maybe not. Um, but uh, um, and believing in the banshee, she knew that's what it was. And that's what she said. And that baby was not going to live. And that's why she said that baby wasn't going to live because she knew. And yeah, from hearing what it was, that it was a banshee. So. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to say, yes, there is something to it. You know, anyway. and, and that, that's, that's something very powerful that your, your great grandmother said, Mike, just right mm -hmm. there, like that baby isn't going to live. And yeah. sadly it came to, came to fruition. I mean, that's. Yeah. Which makes me believe that my great grandmother, you know, like I said, knew that that was the banshee that my grandmother had seen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of pseudo skeptics out there, not even skeptics, but just the pseudo skeptics, they will just immediately dismiss everything without thinking about it or even giving it a chance of being real. And they would say, well, I'm not going to pretend like I know what they're going to say. I can guess, but their arguments would lean towards it's, you know, purely fabrication and, you know, it's created out of the human mind. It's the mind playing tricks on stuff. It's the way your brain interprets things and it just well as longtime listeners know both you and i find that a bunch of hooey mike a bunch of hogwash mm -hmm. 
and I guess what I'm getting at here is to even skeptics who are open-minded but very skeptical and they start thinking about like, why are there so many, so many different forms of alleged spirits and stuff and some are evil and some are good and and some look like this and some look like that and some all they all take on these fairly human, humanoid shapes and figures and, you know, they have these descriptions that all kind of basically look fairly human, as disfigured and creepy and weird as they might look. But you're like, why are there so many of them? And it's, I guess an easy answer to that would be, well, why not? <laughs> I mean, sure. Really, I mean, seriously, Mike, it's. There's so is, many of them because there are so many different dimensions that these you. things come through. That's what I was getting at. That's exactly where I was getting at. Yeah. I mean, that we have to consistently remind ourselves is that we are limited. Our brain is limited to what we know is around us physically right now. And it's just, we can't even begin to imagine Mm -hmm. what is beyond the veil in these other descriptions, Mike. And maybe we are really putting our own human interpretations on them. Maybe a banshee doesn't really look like an old hag at all. Maybe it looks mm. like something totally different that we have no concept of right now. Right. It's it's only it's we see it only as we can accept it and yep. uh, um, yep. identify with it. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you. That's you know, we're on, mm. thinking on the same lines there. Well, I'm totally open minded to it. I think it's very legit, very, a very legit possibility. How about that? Um, I don't want to encounter one. <laughs> Selfish, Absolutely. Selfishly, because I don't want to be terrified. But more importantly, if it's true as a harbinger of death for a family member, well, of course you don't want to freaking encounter a goddamn banshee. So stay out of our houses and around them, you whatever. <laughs> oh, Mike's absolutely. Distra Mike's distracted by some. Is is lovely Mary on her way home right now? Uh, she just pulled up in front of the house. Oh, okay. Well, perfect, Mike. Let's take a let's do our first time traveling excursion, and we shall return with one last take on those feisty, pesky dire wolves. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. All right. I'm ready. Peace out. Well, don't peace out yet because we're coming. No. <laughs> All right. Hold on, boys and girls. We shall return. All right. And we have returned after yet another successful time traveling excursion. Okay, Mike, it's time. It's that time. Time for one <laughs> last take. Our Oh, well, I've said this every damn episode for about 12 episodes in a row. This is my favorite segment of every episode that we release. I mean, I love. I love all of our episodes. I love all of our topics and stuff. But this one is, this one is particularly enjoyable for me, and uh, just because talk about off the cuff, pulling yeah. shit out of our ass, and <laughs> simply giving our opinions, giving our one last take, yay or nay, no shades of gray on any number of alleged paranormal slash cryptid slash whatever the hell you want to call it, any sort of mysterious or strange thing we talk about and we give our one last take. And tonight, we're talking dire wolves, Mike. Now, our listeners may be saying, well, what the hell, guys? Dire wolves were real things. What are you going to talk about here? I mean, there's not really much to talk about. They did exist, but... The question is, do they still roam this earth, Mike? Yeah. Did they die out 10,000 years ago like science says they did? Right. Or are they just 
train. Can you get out here that train? I hear it this time. <laughs> yep, I absolutely yeah. hear it this time. Um, that's cool though. It adds a little. It adds a little uh, ambiance yeah. to the to the episode. It, well, it'd be cooler if it was a ghost train, but it's not. Oh, you shouldn't have said anything. You should have. <laughs> you should have acted like I was like, what? What is yeah, that? That would have been cool. <laughs> ah, but yes, they uh, they did exist. They uh, they they roamed and hunted, and they they uh, they were actually the. Um, uh, the they were in competition with like the well how do you call them how, what would you call the I call them the saber tooth tiger but you have another name for them I believe the smilodon Mike the, the smilodon that's correct or some people say smilodon and stuff but yes. I, I say smile just because of their giant their giant canines and so hey what yeah. do you what do you expose when you smile, well, your canines and all your other teeth. So why not mm-hmm. smile, Don? Yeah, we're talking about the giant saber-toothed cat, massive, um, yeah, fearsome hunter. And like you said, they roamed this earth around the same time as these massive, fearsome hunters. Yeah. The dire wolves did themselves. Yeah, man. And dire wolves were kind of opportunistic. They would actually, from what I w- was reading, and and how science or whatever paleontologists figure this stuff out, but um, <laughs> dire wolves could actually steal food from the smilodon and just you know they were very uh very hardy tough uh wolfen type well, creatures well i'm assuming i'm assuming they hunted like modern wolves did and they hunted right. hunt in packs and so oh yeah you get and, a number and smilodons of, did not right they're solitary hunters uh maybe <clears throat> one or two at most um but the the i can picture dire wolves severely outnumbering yeah, you know, the large saber tooths and just saying, nope, this is ours. Get out of here. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, just Ugh, so we can get some of, the, some of the facts out of the way here. Dire wolves, one of the most famous prehistoric carnivores, carnivores that have ever existed in North America. The time of existence in the Americas and in Eastern Asia was the late Pleistocene and early Holocene. The epics 125,000 to 9,500 years ago. The first specimen was found in Ohio, I believe, in 1854. But it says here the species was named in 1858. So I'm looking at a mounted skeleton here of a dire wolf in Sternberg Museum of Natural History. I love museums. I need to get back to the museum. What is the last museum that you visited? Um, The State Museum in North Dakota here in Bismarck, the capital. They got a fantastic museum there. Wow, that's cool. Um, it was a few years ago, but um, Mary and I are talking about this summer, definitely getting out there, spending some time in Bismarck, and a lot of history out there with the uh, uh, just a lot of early North Dakota history. And the museum has fantastic fossils of uh, uh, dinosaurs that were found in the area and things like that, like yeah. giant sea tortoise. Oh gosh, yeah. Sea turtle. Um, <laughs> I I seen a skeleton that was amazing, but yeah, the giant ground sloth. I think there is one of those there. Oh, the sure. giant bison. Yep, is like huge compared to the huge bison we have now. Many many years ago, cripes. I'd say twenty twenty five years ago. I, I um the the my significant other and myself at that time were privileged to visit. Chicago and the uh, Science Museum there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually have a couple of museums. We visited both of them, but man, such a great time! And I'm I'm such a geeky dinosaur nerd. Like yeah. right, right when you walked into, I believe it was the Chicago Field Museum. 
correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but back then, right when you walked in, the first thing that you see is this massive mountain brachiosaur, mounted brachiosaur skeleton. That would be awesome. That's like 45, 50 feet tall, you know? Yeah. Which is ginormous, but, you know, not necessarily the biggest brachiosaur out there or the biggest, biggest survive yeah. by any means, but my God. Very humbling when you stand next yeah. to this. But uh, my favorite seropod is actually is is yep, ad, uh, here we go. Obviously the brontosaurus. Here so. we go, everybody. <laughs> here we go. I could just Mike. You just can't hold back, can you? <laughs> can't. Ah, uh, damn it. You know, maybe did, we, you know. You know what? There's an idea that's popped in my head. We're gonna do one last take on the goddamn brontosaurus versus a patasaurus argument. There you go. There you go. Why don't we do that one of these days? <laughs> I think the most fantastic uh, museum, I don't remember it very well because I was so young, but I remember being really, really great, was in uh, Toronto, Ontario. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And I've been to the one in, in Minneapolis. That was pretty decent. Well, we should get back to Dire Wolves here. Of course. <laughs> now, the idea, the main focus of One Last Take here is the idea that a Dire Wolf is still in existence nowadays. These massive versions, essentially the same as the modern day gray wolves that you see. Yeah, very similar to that. But, you know, what? A third times bigger, a half yeah. bigger. I mean, I'm not going to say twice the size, but every time that we think of or mention <laughs> dire wolves, Mike, and we mentioned this before, it might have been a Patreon episode or, or the main podcast, I don't recall. We mentioned that bizarre footage that was featured on yeah. paranormal caught on camera <clears throat> that was in where was, was it in britain great britain or i i don't remember but this footage was filmed footage was filmed go figure of this massive freaking canine that looked just like a jet black wolf mm -hmm. Yeah, but the, huge. But ginormous huge. because you could compare it to the <clears throat> dog that was barking and chasing after yeah. this dang thing. Um, that footage was not faked. I, I don't no. care what skeptics say Definitely about not. that one. I mean, was it just a regular old gray wolf that was... A freak of nature? Well, it was a freak <laughs> of nature, right. Exactly. Right. I mean, humans have freaks of nature. I mean... Andre the Giant, for God's sake. Robert Wadlow, for God's sake. You know the the two that uh, host this show. <laughs> well, I'm I'm more like a sprite than a freaking a sprite. I don't I don't know. Why. Yes, but you uh, have your own little fairy wings. I do, I do. Yep, I'm. They're underneath my hoodie right now. It's hard to yeah. see, but um. But they, 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 what really sets off those cute little wings is the little Tinkerbell outfit that you wear sometimes. Please don't ever say cute little <laughs> wings like that. I don't know. That was, that was disturbing. But that's fine. Yes, it was. That's, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Mike, do you think that somewhere in this world, and I have another thing that I, I want to throw out there, by the way, before we give one last take on whether or not dire wolves are still wandering this earth. Do you think what what are your thoughts on the possibility of this species surviving and you know uh just living essentially in hiding undiscovered very rare sightings every now and then something that massive I mean it sounds kind of similar to the other legends that we talked about quite Absolutely. often here um your thoughts on the idea of a direwolf still wandering about Mike 
Uh, I think it's only one of many things that yeah. have existed that, that we don't even know about yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does this, does the idea of a dire wolf out there, a massive wolf, does that kind of creep you out, Mike? Or is it something that you're no. like, oh my God, that's awesome. I think it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, you don't, uh, well, we don't hear of attacks or or people being killed by these, but um, if something was killed by a dire wolf I, or a pack of them, there wouldn't be anything left of, of the person to find, but I'm sure. But uh, I, th- I think it's fantastic. I, there's, it, it just uh, has to be proven. Okay, sure. Hey, and that's Just what we're like all, the, that's what we're like, all about, right, Mike? We're here to prove things. Yeah, prove on the, things on the paranomaly zone. I almost called us the Ultimate Podcast there again. Good lord, we're out. We're here to prove that we're not idiots all of the time. <laughs> now, the dire wolf—the average size of a dire wolf, prehistoric dire wolf—was 150 pounds, and that's pretty darn big. That's mm-hmm. pretty massive. But the alleged sightings, alleged sightings, right, uh, would suggest that they grow much larger than that. Right, I I had seen two hundred pounds even mentioned. Yeah, and it's, I don't know how often. Have you ever seen a um in the wild, Mike? Not in a zoo, or 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 in a in a conservatory or what what what? Not a conservatory. Um, I can't think of the word right now. Have you ever seen a, a a full grown wolf up close? I have not, not in the wild. Okay, okay. There was an experience that, again, the same significant significant other I mentioned earlier. Um, we were driving back at night from, well, it's not going to make any sense to people outside of Minnesota, central Minnesota right now. We were driving back from a town called Detroit Lakes, and we were heading back home here at night. It was in the winter or Oh, was it in the winter? Or I, I want to say it was in the winter, like early winter. Long story short, though, we both saw this massive canine, white slash gray, very, very thick fur uh, dog-like creature. It wasn't a gigantic German shepherd. It wasn't a husky. It wasn't a um, Alaskan Malamute. <laughs> uh, long story short, again, I think we drove past a flipping massive wolf walking on the side of the road, the main mm. highway at night. It was ginormous. I mean, you don't get yeah. a true appreciation how big these things are until you see them. And if this wasn't a wolf, I don't have a clue what the hell it could have been. Yeah, I that it that does remind me of a time, <clears throat> you know, and I'm not saying it was a wolf, but I can't imagine that it would have been anything else. So I, I take back my... Uh, what I said about not seeing a, a wolf, but mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure that this was a wolf, but this is in North Dakota driving on a country roads. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> oh, Mike's dying. Excuse me. You yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Um, okay. but you know, there's a lot of coyotes around. I mean, and they're kind of just a scraggly looking skinny things, whatever. But I was driving and I saw this. Well, I automatically thought it was a coyote, but. It was kind of on the other side of the ditch, closer to a field, and uh, just walking along. And I was going, we we're going in opposite directions. And as I got closer to it, it it was so much bigger than a coyote. And it was actually kind of a thing where you'd say, "Wow, that's beautiful." I mean, you don't usually say that about coyotes, <laughs> sure. but uh, um, and 
and if I saw a wolf at all, that would have had to have been a, a wolf if okay. if I'd seen one at all. But you know, which isn't a far stretch because where I was at, if you go straight east from there, and Minnesota isn't far away from from where I was, and in that area, straight east, there have been reported of wolves in that area. Okay. Well, that makes um, sense. So that not sense. far away. So, I mean, and there's a river there. It could have came in, walked along the river and, uh, you know, where there's trees and everything. And mm-hmm. uh, um, so I could very well have maybe seen a wolf. And, you know, in my, you know, my thinking about it, it was just too much and too big to be, and, uh, to be a, a coyote. But, you know, sure. around here, that's the first thing you think about when you see something like that. It's a coyote. But this thing was definitely much, much bigger. <clears throat> no, Mike, what are your thoughts? I have to throw this out there. What are your thoughts on the idea of a dire wolf being of demonic origin? Because that's <sighs> out there. That is out there. And Mike immediately scoffs at it. Bah, bah. <laughs> but it's, that's out there. We, let's talk about that. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, um, all theories should be talked about and discussed. But I, I mean, of course, I don't buy that because I just, you know, knowing that they were a real, a real thing at one time and that, uh, you know, they could have survived until now that just makes them just a, a, a living creature, uh, um, a demon dog or demonic. Um, for me, I'd say no. Well, that's no fun, but I would also like to, <laughs> I would also like to hear from somebody that does think it's a demon dog or a demon animal. And um, I'd love to hear what makes them, think that or what makes him believe that mm-hmm. no now paleontologists have said that dire wolves were much more ferocious than oh, i'm sure modern day gray wolves which would make sense i mean they they had to be yeah well look at the competition that they had compared right to right what wolves would now i mean you know wolves mm-hmm. and bears of course big competition there but yep um but still yeah i mean so so that that fact right there might lead to, you know, mythological legends growing about, you know, these are more than just mere, you know, physical mas- manifestations right. themselves. They are something more spiritual, darkly yeah. spiritual. Right. I'm not, I'm not dismissing it entirely. I want to make that clear. Um, mm mm-hmm. Again, oh, Macy agrees with me. I hear yep, her in the background. A little bit there. Yeah, I mean, you know, she she could very well grow up to the size of a dire wolf, Mike. The way the, yeah, the no way that she's going, <laughs> or she's slowing down finally a little bit. Uh, she's. I think she's kind of slowing down, but yeah, probably got those massive paws still going though, huh? Mm-hmm. I just read something here that suggested that some dire wolves grew to the size of small horses. Mm, nearly 500 to 600 pounds wow i couldn't imagine can you seeing something like that wow that is terrifying um again who's to say i I mentioned earlier Mm. mike robert wadlow was nine feet Mm -hmm. tall for god's sakes right he was 480 pounds everyone throws out andre the giant seven foot tall 500 pounds i mean there's Mm -hmm. every Every animal species out there has giants. Um, why do you think people mount their 
giant northern pike on the wall. You know, sure. that's bigger than average. You know, it's a freak mm-hmm. of nature. So why not? Do these things still roam the earth right now? Hmm. That's a question. Ah, man. Do we want to... Well, you you already kind of dismissed the idea of it being of a demonic nature, or possibly being of a demonic nature. Mike right. immediately went like, nah. Yeah, nah. he did. So, um, for 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 this, we're gonna we're, we're we'll focus on the idea of them simply still existing. Oh, oh shit! I'm sorry. Again, this is off the cuff, but I just um remembered fans of Game of Thrones out there that dire wolves play a massive part in Game of Thrones. Massive I still need parts. to start watching that. Oh my god, Mike! I Ugh. can't believe you haven't. I know, Mike. I, I'm telling you right now, <clears throat> you will love it. I mm-hmm. know you will love it. You'll be hooked after one episode, and you'll be like, after two episodes, you'll be like, "How have I not watched this before?" Yeah. And um, and where can you find it again? I don't know if I have HBO Max, baby. Yeah. See, I don't have that. <laughs> I thought you said you had HBO Max. Not. I have uh, direct that direct. Uh, you know, Discovery, I have that. That's not I have that. Netflix. I could have swore you said you had HBO. Unless we were talking about you getting HBO's. So yeah, I, sh- I would have so to get it. you could watch it. Oh, mm, it'd be worth it. It's not that expensive. No, it isn't. It actually isn't. Yeah, so. Yeah, uh, it's it's so good. But Dire Wolves play a giant part, and they have a very, uh, it's, mm, well, I'm not going to say spoiler alert because Game of Thrones are, is a decade old yeah. now. Um, right. Very spiritual part is played um, by the dire wolves. In my opinion, uh, one of the main characters uh, is a young boy named Bran. And I don't want to give anything away, Mike. Is his middle name Muffin? It is not Muffin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, that, I wish it was. I wish it was now that you mention it. I'm I, I'm not going to spoil spoil anything for you, Mike, but he suffers a physical ailment of some sort early early on, and at several points throughout the the books and the the series, <clears throat> he incorporates the the um, the ability I, I suppose of transferring himself into the body of a dire wolf Mm. and seeing through the eyes of said dire wolf Mm. for various reasons, various reasons. And it's, it's fascinating. It's awesome. I know you'd love it. And I didn't get, Oh, I know I would. Yeah. But so maybe I'm kind of, maybe I'm kind of not tarnished, but uh, (laughs) I can't get away from that idea. So I keep thinking of dire wolves in a spiritual sense. But for one last take purposes, Mike, um, let's just let's just do it uh, without wasting any more time. Do you think that giant wolves still wander this earth right now as we speak? If no, I have to go one one way or the other, no <clears throat> shades of gray, yay or nay. What say you? I have to go with yes. I believe so. I just I just have to believe that there's something out there. There has been. You know, like that that video footage that that uh, we've seen that we there's no way that was fake and that was something amazing. And uh, yeah, I just have to believe that it, it's it's real. It's out there. It's still out there. You know, I agree with you, Mike. Um, 
no beating around the bush here at all. I think it's absolutely a possibility. I, I, mm-hmm. I totally believe that. I mean, my gosh, we focus on Bigfoot, for God's sakes, a hell mm-hmm. of a lot. And we're talking about a massive humanoid that wanders the woods of America <laughs> yeah. that has yet to be proven. So why the hell not? Why not a wolf? Why not a giant wolf that's wandering? Of course. Um, Might even make more sense. They're highly intelligent creatures. And who's to say there isn't a spiritual connection there somehow? Some sort yeah. of, you know, okay, I'm going to go way out on a limb here, but. Maybe there's some sort of cloaking abilities. Maybe there's some mm. sort of, you know, uh, slipping in and out of the dimensions a la mm-hmm. Bigfoot, Mike, um, which a lot of people suggest is a is a real possibility there. Mm. Supernatural Bigfoot, supernatural Sasquatch. Why not supernatural dire wolf? What it would be awesome is uh, to have a Bigfoot sighting where the Bigfoot and the uh, dire wolf are standing there together. A Bigfoot riding a dire wolf. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, or um, a Bigfoot throwing a stick for the dire wolf, wolf to chase. <laughs> fetch, fetch, and he boy. Brings back. <laughs> All of a sudden, you see the Bigfoot start hopping up and down, clapping his hands. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to see a, yeah, a Bigfoot going, sit, sit, boo boo, sit. Yeah. And then a dire wolf, woof, woof. Oh, yeah. Good dire wolf. <laughs> drops him, uh, drops him up. Plum or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a yam for you. I'm going to throw it and you go get it. Well, you know, yams very well known as uh, dire wolf favorites. Yeah. Well, you know, I I didn't mean to make it so brief and to the point there as far as dire wolves being a a real possibility, but I think that I think it's clear cut for you and I that, uh, you know, why not, man? Yeah. I mean, if, if we need to think of it as a cryptid at this point, it still needs to be proven to still exist, but it's kind of beyond a cryptid because we, it's proven that it did exist. True. Yes. So, well, yeah. well, the same thing with Bigfoot, Gigantopithecus has proven exactly. to exist, exist. Exactly. So this is essentially the same. It, yeah, you're same right. Thing. That's true. That's another thing I don't get. It's like, why are skeptics? So why, why do they just poo poo the idea of Bigfoot? as being absolute bullshit when because like, there's no proof but but giant apes have been proven to exist you know yeah. it's just like you they cling to science so much well look at mm-hmm. science gigantopithecus really lived okay yes but science says that they don't exist anymore well that i i know i and how do, what proof do they have that it doesn't exist yeah i mean you know so how can they even say that mm-hmm. no yeah. i get it i get it so, anyways, whatever. That's a whole nother episode. I yeah. <laughs> Start getting pissed off at the end of this one again. If you want to hear Mike <laughs> and I get pissed off quite a bit, go check out our the archived episodes on our Patreon page. Man, some of those things are so fun, but so hard to listen to for me personally. Yeah. Uh, just because, my God, I came across as a, an obnoxious like DJ like guy who's just like <laughs> going, "Hey, hoo la, hoo hoo la," and uh, <laughs> but we. <laughs> Well, uh, man, we covered a lot of awesome stuff. It's a lot of great content, Mike. And I'm so glad that I saved all of these episodes. Oh, absolutely. Going back to 2013, and it's just, it's like traveling in, in it's like time traveling in a, in a sure. weird sense, you know? And you get to hear, well, let's put it this way. One of our oldest archived episodes that I have available, that we have available, that I've posted on the Patreon page is Mike's very first appearance. Really? Um, the uh, we were still nonsense cast radio. Cat, I gotta I gotta listen to that one. 
So our very first, <coughs> the very first incarnation of this podcast was Nonsense Cast Radio. Me and my awesome, my lovely uh, fiance Bridget started Nonsense Cast Radio way back in the day. Then Mike slithered his way into the yeah. podcasting realm what with year, us. What year was that? That that episode? That was two thousand and thirteen, man. Ah, got it. And wow, crazy. We had some great times. Uh, it's fun as hell to listen to them. I mean, the quality we've got, we, oh, I hope we have become quite a bit better. <laughs> um, I, I just highly encourage everyone to check it out. And this isn't a cheap, shameless plug. It really isn't. It's, it's, uh, it's really, really fun putting these up there. And I hope it, all of our patrons enjoy the archived content, plus all the new content that is coming and shall still come. So, so I've been like, part of this for it'll be coming up on like 10 years yeah my yep. god yes sir man that's crazy yeah well Some, you... sometimes i get it stuck in my head that the thing has only existed for like seven years no, <laughs> yeah it's like we can't get past that number or something yeah like, i know it's just weird yeah I... no this would be this would be coming up in september or october of this year it would be our ninth anniversary of the debut of nonsense cast radio wow crazy so wow yeah that's kind of frightening mm. at the same time so i, I kind of popped in there not not long after you started absolutely not man absolutely wow. not yeah and if you want to hear us uh all particularly mike and bridget getting just hammered drunk yeah yeah <laughs> but still in a sweet fun and entertaining way to listen to we weren't obnoxious or anything like that but uh, never <laughs> those are the old 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 ones that's not all you're going to get on the patreon page we have so yeah. much more stuff so much more than that anyways mike let's wrap this up oh this has yeah. been fast or just yeah it has been fast but this has been a blast and i can't believe that we're already done i i know it's only midnight no well <laughs> maybe it's midnight where people are listening right now wherever they may yeah. be yeah yeah well thank bangladesh you. Bangladesh, thank you so much for tuning in right now. This is, I was going to call ourselves the Elden Row Podcast again. What the That's, hell? How many times have you done that tonight? Ooh, Nelly. A couple um, of times. Well, hang on, Mike, because we have an awesome Patreon episode we need to dive into. This is going to be a blast. Uh, if you haven't given us a shot, give us a shot. <laughs> um, this yeah. episode, for this episode in particular, because we're going to share not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, but eight or nine of our own personally collected and recorded EVPs throughout the years, and we're going to share them and discuss with them. With discuss, discussion. It's going to be fun, Mike. I can't believe, or I can't, I can't wait to share some of them with you because I know at least two of them you have not heard. Yep. And so, I, I did get the one that you resent me today. Yep. And I'm not talking about that one, so that would be no three. So, but uh, but I do have my opinion on that one. That uh, oh, we'll great. Discuss. Perfect. Well, Mike, uh, thank you so much, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This obviously was a Paranomaly Zone. We hope you enjoyed. We hope to see you next week. We shall be here. Mike, until then, what do our awesome paranormal pals need to do? Peace be with you. Peace out. Good Lord. Okay, thank you for saying that. <laughs>